Welcome back to Qualified Dropouts. And since we are coming up on the... ASMR. Mm. Yo, uh, real quick before we get into it, these seltzer waters... That one's um, probably my favorite one you've had. Yeah, blackberry like, citrus. Yeah, yeah Kroger like seltzer good. waters. Um, guys, not even kidding. It produces or it helps productivity level. I'm not kidding. Really? Well, if you think so. <laughs> if you believe it to be. That's true. For, you, know for what, me, you know what it is? You know, it the re- you know the reason why? Because I guarantee you, you're like, you know what? I'm going to start working once I get one of these seltzer waters. So you tie a positive with something that may be a negative. That's a really good thing to do if you guys are struggling with uh, getting consistent or like doing something that you don't want to do. For me, what I like to do is like, I like eating, so I'll eat while I work. Or like, um, I like tie like something that's like negative to something that's positive. So like while I cook, I'll then edit something mm-hmm. or like I'll do something. Um, so then it's like, okay, I get to enjoy whatever. And then I get to also complete some type of work. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I pro- you probably think it's more productive. Yeah. Because it's like, Ooh, I get a, I, it's a reward to you doing something that you maybe it's just, don't like. I mean, like it still hydrates you because it's it's sparkling water. That's all it is. And this I one's mean, actually probably the best. Yeah, one dude, I've it's had. really fire. But anyways, since we are winding down on the year, we wanted to talk about things that we've learned, and this is all very, very, very important things that anyone can, you know, learn from. And before we get into it. I must say that a smart man learns from his own mistakes and a wise man learns from his mistakes as well as others. So please learn from us because I guarantee you the people who listen to this podcast are either on our level or below our level. I don't know why someone above our level would be listening to this, but yes. So learn from us so you don't make the same mistakes as us. Yeah, you know, it's kind of crazy too. I feel like we did really, really good at uh, watching a bunch of videos to prevent any mistakes like happening or anything or just like to learn from other people. But I feel like we still made the mistakes that we learned not to make. Mm -hmm. I I, I know I did. I definitely have some mistakes that I learned uh, with just investing in the business and like hiring sooner than I should have. Um, But we can definitely dive into that. But yeah, um, I think that's like, yeah, no, I think that's something that even though you, you can watch as much content as you want of what not to do, and then sometimes you don't even realize you're doing it until after. And you're like, wow. That's- you, know what's, you know what's funny about that is I literally just filmed a video today. It's probably up on my channel now on eight habits to do to become unsuccessful in 2023. Because it feels like more people are able to learn from you telling them in a way on how not to do it. Like, remember Harmozy's video on how to stay poor forever? He yeah. listed out 23 things on how to stay poor. And it's like, oh, wait, this is so obvious. Why would I do this? You know? And then it just, yeah, it, it re-solidifies, like, that information. Like, oh, okay. Now when it comes up, you're like, oh, wait, I shouldn't do that. Because that's, like, what I was told not to do. Not yeah. what I was told to do. Because sometimes we don't like to be told exactly what to do. Because mm-hmm. then we're like, well, what if this happens? And we, like, kind of start contradicting it and be like, well, that's not the whole case. Like, there's other parts to this decision. So if you get told what not to do. Or not, not what not to do, but you get told what I just told you. Yeah, no, what not to do. That kind of helps a little more. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it kind of like do. simplifies the process a little yeah. bit. Like he was like, the first thing on the list is don't listen to poor people or listen to poor people if you want to be poor. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's actually true. Why would I listen to someone yeah. poor? And then <laughs> now you start and then you'll start realizing 
people who are trying to talk to you like how to make money or like telling you what to do with your finances and then you look at them like wait you're not making as much money as i want to like and it's no i mean you're not being rude you're just being realistic and Mm -hmm. you want to live your life and not be limited to gosh buddy just fucking ripped one bro holy we should get rid of them (laughs) comment who who wants to get rid of buddy i do (laughs) no 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 we're not gonna get rid of him why because he's Look at all the hair. You know the what's house. crazy? Is he only he only doesn't like you. But anyways, that's that's besides topic. So the first the first lesson I wanted to get into. Or actually, let's let's go over Ian. We don't have to. Or yeah, let, let's go into it. What did we not complete on our vision board this year? Because, oh, that's a good question. Because this this year, guys, this year has been really hectic through friendships and losing people that we didn't think we were going to lose. Um, yeah. And our year has just taken a turn in the which last, it was the last quarter, actually the last two, two quarters, quarters. Honestly, about the last like half a year. It's yeah. About like, the last six months, it was like completely unexpected. Different um, than the first six months. Yeah. Completely. Which and is, if, if it would have kept on train for the first six months. Yeah. I definitely think that I may not hit up everything on my vision goal. Or my vision board, but definitely a lot. Mm-hmm. So, what things did you not hit on your That's great, vision great board? Great question. So, I did put my um, 401k. I wanted to put money into that. Um, mm. But I actually didn't because um, I started investing in some stocks and then some other things. I don't need to. I realize I don't really need that and I don't need yeah. to put money into that right now because I do. I'm, I'm saving for a house and then I want to get into like Airbnb and everything like that. So, I was like, I could take that money and save. Um, and put into an investment that's like more right now and can build uh, wealth long term. I'm not. Gonna, I don't have to worry about pulling that out at 65. Like I'm not. Yeah. I don't know. It's just yeah. different approach. Like I think I was always told like do a 401k, 401k, because then you could be like you know have a million dollars. And it's like well, what I'm expecting is I'm gonna be. I I, I want to be making 25 to 50k a month and like so making a million dollars is like yeah like that's not gonna be relevant what's to be relevant is me like buying properties or getting into real estate or getting invested in other businesses so i think having more cash on hand rather than putting into that so that was one thing i didn't accomplish um i did accomplish the amount of people i wanted to coach i think i wanted to coach a hundred and or a hundred yeah because i last year i started off with 60 mm-hmm. um now I'm at like 160 people or 170. Mm-hmm. So I broke over 100 people. Um, okay. Then uh, one thing I didn't uh, accomplish was 25K months. Mm-hmm. They never had that. Not yeah, I didn't cl- have not, that either. Not close to it. <laughs> so so. I, think, I think that was the one thing that was on our vision board that was the same. Yeah. So didn't hit that. Yeah. Um. And... Uh, oh, and then honestly, it's kind of personal having 50 K or was 50 or 75 K stacked in my bank account. That's not the case. Yeah. Mine was a hundred K. I said, because, I when, like, okay. To put into perspective, when we made these vision boards, you're, we really, we really didn't, we kind of knew what we were doing, but not really. And the way me and Ian saw our success, it happened relatively fast. Mm-hmm. So we were like, oh, if this is how quick it actually And we put in happens, this much work always. We put like, in this much work always. Well, we're going to quintuple our money by the time. Mid- middle know, of the year, we'll be making 50K, 60K. Yeah, we were, 
we were just under the wrong impression that kind of mm. leads to the past uh the, the last six months and that's why also we preach like be careful who you who you listen to as well and things can happen and change in the blink of an eye um now do i think we could have accomplished it for sure but i think we also put these goals and on our vision board because we were told to put these goals on our vision board that were also like maybe a little unrealistic as well yeah like i wanted to put a goal where i'm like i don't think i can even get that but i'm gonna try like that's my goal mm-hmm. um and i actually have a client doing a vision board right now and nice. um He's like, I'm going to do some goals. And then he's going to send it to me. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I want these goals to be like scary and unrealistic. I want you to be like, what? And I said, when you send it over to me, I'm going to look at it and be like, no, 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 no. I'm going to like, if I have to, and I feel like you can, I'm going to increase it for you. Like this Mm -hmm. is what you're going to put instead. Um, Because I I think you should put goals that you don't think is even possible Mm -hmm. because it's going to challenge you and you're going to then start seeking how to even get to that point. Um, I think we know how to get to that point. I, know, yeah. I think we really know how to. Yeah. Um, I think we're just are learning a lot about business as well as what routes we're going. And yeah, um, we're still new to the the game. So it's like we learned a lot um, in that aspect and like building a structured business and hiring people and stuff. So yeah. So One I mean, year down, many more to go. Yeah, that's kind of what I missed on my vision board. It was 25K months and 100K in the bank. But, but I got a is, car. I got a car. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I don't think I missed anything else. I think it was just... Because mine was faith. I think my faith has gotten a lot stronger as well as, like, I started tithing. Yeah. Um, which is something I've actually never done before. Neither have so I. It's, and I'm, I'm tithing more than... Not that I can afford, but I'm tithing a lot. Like, yeah. I'm tithing a lot compared to my income. And I'm like... I know it's like... I. It's something that's like I was called to do, and I feel like that's like mm. how much I should be doing. Yeah. Um, and it's uncomfortable, but that's fine mm-hmm. because I just, you know, I'm, I don't know. I firmly believe um, it's there's a reason behind it, and I'm not going to be scared about it, even if like, yeah, even if it's too much, or if yeah. I think it's too much because it's like I'm the same way. So I'm tithing more than I uh, should, not more than I should. I think tithing the right amount, um, but it's I'm tithing something that. It was decent, like decently large for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one. And then uh, a quote from mine was like, live outside of my comfort zone, uh, which I think we did. I think we've been very uncomfortable. I, I think <laughs> I think we've been pretty uncomfortable for the past <laughs> past couple yeah. years. <laughs> like, I, I, I really think we've been very, very uncomfortable since we moved to Houston. Yeah. Um, I think we could be more uncomfortable. Yeah, and then you accomplish your car. And then for me, it was the same thing. Faith, um, car, and also I put new apartment downtown. Um, I I remember that, like a sky rise. I did put a sky rise, but then I quickly realized I don't even fucking want that. Yeah, Um, no, I don't want that. So I... I, But we got a a place downtown. Yeah. I mean, we're like a mile away. Yeah, it was literally just a sky rise downtown, but I mean, rent is like 5K a month, and it's like... I was under the impression I was going to be hitting 50K months. So yeah, so it's like, like whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. So um, that's but, I mean, yeah, the vision board I'm going to be making this year is definitely going to be still very, very challenging, but... Mine will still be 25K months. That's my goal. Yeah, I think mine will too. But uh, I've, I've kind of thought what I've really uh, wanted in 2023, but... I know a couple things, but you know what's crazy is like, um, 
And Mike Todd says it all the time. He's like, it's going to be your best year yet if it's your best year spiritually. And from all the stuff that we've like been through this year, it still kind of feels like it's been my best year. You agree? Yeah. You know why? I think that too. It's like, I don't think there's ever such thing as a bad year either. Yeah. Like no matter what can happen, I think it's just your perspective on like Mm. how you go about it. Because I think a lot of people, they'll say, this is my worst year because of this. And it's like, well, you obviously don't learn from it. Like if you would learn from it and grow from it, then I think it'd be your best year ever. Cause it's like you overcame so much Mm. now when the next year, it's super easy. You have nothing going on. Like think of like how much stronger you'll be and things you'll accomplish. So I don't think there's ever such thing as a bat, like a worst year. I think every year that we're definitely alive is still your best year yet Mm. because you're older, you're wiser and you have the potential to do so much more. Yeah. That's just, I don't know. I've never understood that. Um, Yeah. So to jump into uh, to jump into the lessons we have learned, I think speaking on the vision boards, I think one of the biggest lessons Ian and I have both learned is really learning how long it is actually going to take. Feels like this year, especially, kind of slapped slapped us in the face and was like, "All right, you have to actually think of like the macro of shit, not the micro of stuff," because like at the beginning of the year, I would fuck up three sales calls and think my world's over. I would think my business is failing. And now it's like really different where. Yeah, that's true. Honestly, I really think of like, okay, well if I keep doing this by the time I'm 33 years old, how am I going to lose? You know? Yeah. Like I think about on like the YouTube side of things, right? Like for me, I've been on YouTube for, I don't know, maybe like a month and a half now, two months. And I'm like, okay, I've gained close to 3,000 subscribers in two months. In 10 years, I wonder how much farther I'm going to be. So it's like, and there's something I tell a lot of Mm -hmm. younger people because younger people are really, really focused on the micro stuff because they're so pressured to be the best with their peers. But it's like, dude, just focus on the macro. Like you're 16 right now, but where are you going to be at in 26? You know, wherever you want to be at in 26 envision that and then start taking the necessary actions to get to that. One I wish, I wish 26. I looked at life like that instead of just like, I don't know. There's a very like, what's the next day got a hold of me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It feels Cause like now I'm 26 and I'm like, damn, what if I like thought like I do now when I was even just 21? Like yeah. that's, that's it. But that's Five the thing that now we can teach people how to do that. But I think we really did think like that when we first moved to Houston two years ago. Like, we thought of the macro side of things, and then we got so caught up in our business, that's when we were like, okay, we got to focus on this, this, this. We Then we weren't focusing on the macro. We were focusing on the micro. Yeah, I feel like I didn't really grow much, like, macro. Mm-hmm. I was very, very micro the whole time, and, and that's what I've learned. I'm like, okay. But now we look at the bigger picture, like, oh, fuck, we've, we've grown a lot on the macro side of things. Yeah, no, it's true, and I think um, that's, like, yeah, I think that's super, super important. So it's super easy to get caught up day by day and like you're not achieving something, but that's not how it works. You don't get quick success. Like you might get jumps here and there, but yeah, you may get jumps, but I mean, don't think everything will come super, super easy and super fast. Yeah. There are going to be some months that are no matter how hard you work either. I'm going to be honest. Like that's, I think that's one thing um, I learned for sure was like, no matter how many hours you put in and how hard you work, sometimes like it does like time is, the biggest factor in seeing growth in a business. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's another 
thing I was going to try and go into is I think a big lesson we learned is really nailing down what really conducts us as or conducts of a productive day for us. Like, we now know what productivity is, what it means, and it feels like I feel the like first we're working year. Less. Yeah. Like, I feel like we don't work, need to work as hard in a sense of, like, amount of tasks you do per day, and I feel like mm-hmm. things become clear. It's like, wow, I really don't have to do that much. You just yeah. overstress yourself. Yeah, and it feels like the first year we kind of overstressed ourselves, always worried about posting more content, sending more DMs, stuff like that. But if you just set productive things to do, in the day, mm-hmm. knock them off the to-do list. Well, then, boom, it's counted as a productive day. And then we just do our own thing for the rest of the day and mm-hmm. life. Yeah. And that's why I think we've kind of reduced our working hours to, like, four hours a day. If dude, Even then, that's, like, yeah, that's a lot of that's work. That's kind of another day. thing I wanted to go into was another lesson we <laughs> learned is actually enjoying the life we created. Yeah. Because even when we started this podcast, shit, we were working basically 10 to 12 hours a day, which is... I think everyone kind of has to go through that stage in the beginning. Yeah, I agree. In the when beginning, you have to build a lot of like. But once you once you build the systems, then that's when you can start to reduce the amount of hours. And the thing is, is me and Ian have been building systems now for two years, and they basically compound on each other. So it's very easy for us to reduce the amount of hours because we built the systems in place that are going to generate us income. Mm-hmm. So now we have started to really enjoy entrepreneurship and what it's all about um, and really enjoy the freedom of what brings to it, honestly. Freedom and financial struggles. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely that's like one thing for sure too. What? Just financial struggle. People need to be okay with struggling financially. Oh, yeah. In the beginning because you're never like when a business starts out, I mean, really, realistically, when do they ever just, like, start off green or, like, mm-hmm. start off, like, making a bunch of money? They may break even all yeah. the time for the first year to two years. Like, the only business, honestly, that, like, just skyrocket and, like, profit basically immediately is organic dropshipping. That's about it. And it and can or and, it can't, and too. And even then, you can still lose money because if you don't make back that Shopify money for $30 yeah. a month, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, that you is know? true. So it is kind of like interesting to see that for mm-hmm. sure. And it's like there's different perspectives of that. So um, like, but well, honestly, that's like with any, you can grow any business organically. Um, but I mean, you're still using your time, which is the most important asset in the whole entire world. Mm-hmm. Um, you go, Ian. What's the lesson we've learned this year? Or you've covered you, a lot. You, you've learned. Um, we, have, we have covered some big ones. What's a lesson, lesson I have learned. learned. Um, we can kind of dive into, uh, employees. Yeah. I mean, we'll dive into that one where it's like hiring too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I think a big thing I've learned is like how to be a better leader and how to like, it's different. It's different when you run your own business. Mm-hmm. Like when I was like, even though I ran like the whole kitchen at Chick-fil-A systems were really already set in place and yeah. you follow them and then I just, and then if I want to, I implement more. Um, or create like, a better culture and everything. Yeah. But whenever you're starting with absolutely nothing and it's a new field that you've never done before and your revenue depends on it, it's a different ball game. Mm-hmm. So I think something that I've learned is like, I, w- I wish I reached out earlier to ask more questions 
but I feel like also not nah, March. <laughs> I never. I believe <laughs> that also the past six months too is kind of like messed up that uh, yeah like we were kind of misled in a sense and uh we never i never got clear answers and i didn't know if i was utilizing my employee right but um yeah recently i've had very good conversations with other people uh who have, are very successful with their employees um in my field and uh now i feel more clear and she already set up a call today damn yeah there we go so i was like it's nice so heck yeah pretty good definitely a lot too. better Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. he's, yeah, he's going to be a really good lead. So, um, I think that's a big thing. So, I, a lesson I learned, I wish I asked questions sooner. I believe I did. I just didn't get the right answers uh, mm-hmm. in the situation we were put in. So, yeah, I believe that we learned to trust our gut more as well as not be scared to have tough, tough conversations and, uh, Seek out other information if needed, if necessary, sooner rather than later, because it will cost you financially a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. For for me, I um, that was a big one too, and I don't think it was necessarily for me hiring too early. I yeah. think I think for me, it was not knowing what to do with the hiring. not knowing what to do because. I almost like didn't know what activities I could give to her to generate me more income, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Like I the thing is is we built so many systems in place to where we like didn't need one yet. Yeah. And we got one because we were like, Oh, maybe she can like almost create a system for us, but that's like not how it works. Yeah. No, not at all. So I don't know. I I'm glad we learned it though, because now with I mean even my editor, for example, like, I know I need him. Mm-hmm. So. No, I agree. And I think uh, we thought we were in employees and they're, like, it the was thing just going to just increase revenue exactly. like that. But we exactly. had no idea how to, like, dir- give them direction and structure to actually start doing that. Exactly. Um, That's the thing. Our, our biggest lesson also. is when we hired, we thought it was boom, boost in revenue. That's what we thought it was. Mm-hmm. But you should be thinking of hiring as boom, you buy your time back and now she is doing the generating income activities while you are finding new streams to start generating new income. That is like our you biggest You have to be tapped out of that. time, yeah. yeah. But I think, I, I, I believe we were out of, uh, out of time for sure with what we were doing. We just didn't know, yeah. to, we just didn't know how to lead them in the right way. Mm-hmm. And it took us all year. It took me all year to finally figure it out. And finally, I feel like I have the right answers. I believe that like everything's kind of more clear and how to, uh, where to put her in the business. Mm-hmm. So I think these next two months will be really big months for me. I, and, and yeah, for me, I just swap my assistants. Basically. I don't have, an yeah. I just have an editor now. So, um, that's just me personally. So that's a big thing. When you go to hire somebody, Make make sure that you know exactly what you're hiring hiring them for, and uh, you have to give them that. Like, you have to you just have to know. I don't know how to explain it. It's gonna be really cool looking back when we still have this podcast up in like a year or two years, and we're gonna like listen to one of these or something, and, and be, and be like, like, "Man, we were so stupid! stupid. <laughs> Holy shit, <laughs> we were so far behind. We were like, yeah, it's gonna be cool, y'all, seeing us grow our 
entrepreneurship portfolio um, and teaching you guys everything. That's why I think our podcast is so unique. Not to like cheer us on or whatnot and be my own fucking cheerleader, but like I don't think a lot of podcasts like us are out there. Oh, as I feel. Yeah, as I feel. By the way, we say, the I feel like is from the Fresh and Fit podcast. Feelings um, and emotion. Feelings Emotions and emotions. Yeah, feeling is an emotion, not facts. So they say merch because they have I feel like merch, and they only say that when girls say it because girls are more emotional. Guys are more, like, fact-driven. Yeah, I'm definitely more fact-driven. Yeah. So whenever we say I feel like, we always say merch just because it's something funny. and it's kind of I like, hate saying I feel like now. Yeah, like, it's, it's, like, it's kind of like, like a boast on us being like, oh, you're acting like a girl, kind of. <laughs> I was just, like, being like... Like, not having the facts here. You're just, like, yeah. going off of, like, emotion. So, that's like, why we say, I believe. Because, I mean, obviously. We're trying, yeah. yeah. Oh, you started it? Yeah. Cool. All right. Last and final lesson. Because we, we like to keep these episodes, like, 45 minutes. We don't like to waste a whole lot of y'all's time. 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 <laughs> time. So... And this this is going to be a really big lesson for everyone, and this kind of goes just on the social media topic, is one of the biggest lessons Ian and I both learned, and this wasn't until about, I would say like, I don't know, six to eight months ago maybe, maybe sooner, I don't know, is... I think the last like three months for me. Yeah, we really started to learn that the content we were creating was almost, like, saturated, like, very repetitive to the point where, like, a lot of people were doing it. Mm -hmm. And you have to understand that when you create content, you can't create content in a way where it's already been created. You have to create content in a way where you are the content, pretty much. You have to think of, like, who's your ideal client or the main person you want to speak to? And, like, what would you want to hear if you were younger? What would you want to watch? Or, like, if you were scrolling, would that be good? Don't... Don't, like, edit something, like, oh, that looks sick, and then, like, post it. That's why you don't get views. But if you, or you don't get engagement or anything, you need to, like, have, like, you need to be so intriguing because it's someone you're speaking to. Like, they, they feel like they're actually being talked to exactly. Like, they're mm. not just, like, reading, oh, that's cool. I'm not going to comment on this guy's thing because it's, like, weird if I do. Um, And so I think that that's something that I've learned, definitely, yeah. is, like, Learning how to create content to speak to someone directly, I, I think that doing doing so will maybe the views will be lower in the beginning or maybe mm -hmm. it'll change. But you got to make content that you just enjoy and yeah. something that you love because people try to do it for views and like, oh my posts aren't blown up and I, it's like and I'm doing this and it's like yeah because you're not special. Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say that. Like, if you follow a trend, your trend doesn't do well. But the first guy's trend did do well. Well, then the views and likes speak for itself. It's because you're not creating original content for yourself. And like a lot of people use the excuse and like, oh, the Instagram algorithm hates me or all oh, oh, the TikTok. Sucks. It's like, no, you just fucking suck and you need to get better. Yeah. It's like it's really that simple. And it's crazy, though. You want you want to know something crazy is People will blame the Instagram algorithm and the TikTok algorithm or the YouTube algorithm and stuff like that. People that blame that majority of the time are the same people 
who post motivational content and say that like you need to take 100% responsibility, don't make excuses, take action, stop caring what others think. And it's like you you're just, literally just contradicting your like that's and that, that's kind of a whole another reason why I'm kind of like just completely out of the fitness industry because like I know what these dudes do on like the day-to-day basis and like they just contradict themselves way too much and like it's just it it hurts me it that's all it just it I hurts think it's me. funny I yeah and I think it's just and I know I don't mean it like just go post on a content rant. just post content you want to make sure you're speaking to someone directly think of like your ideal person you want to talk to, your best friend or whoever you whoever you can have a conversation with and you're like, yeah, that's like my, like I could have a conversation about anything and that's how I want to speak to them. Speak to them in that way, like as your mm-hmm. best friend yep. and that's where you're going to see engagement because like the people who like blame the algorithm, yeah, they may get 200, 300 views per, view, per video, but look at like their like and comment and shares ratio. They get zero or they zero comments, maybe one share, maybe like 10 likes. That's you still had three hundred people view it. If it was good, those three hundred people would like, comment, yep. and share it, or they would save it. So then it would then push out, and that's yep. the main issue: is people people do not have any type of way to create content that is actually first they get a like, which is the easiest thing to do. Second, a comment super important because a comment where you're going to drive and how you're going to get a comment is through controversy. You know, if somebody agrees with you, they're not going to comment, oh, I agree. They're going to comment something controversial asking you a question based off of what you just posted. Mm-hmm. And then a share or a save is because it was so powerful and they believed it so much that they want to make sure it's always with them. Um, and so I think that's something that you can constantly reevaluate and keep looking at your content. And that's something that I have done better this past like month is just watching my videos again and be like, okay. Like, that's why that video did shit. That's yeah. why that... And you might just put yourself in the viewer's shoes. If I was an eighteen-year-old Timmy, would I watch this? No. Okay. Well, then it's shit. Yeah. On to the next one. Let's make it better. Yeah. It's you like know? what makes it different because yeah. you said, because you said some type of motivational quote that someone already famous already said, and you just stole their line and posted it. Yeah. People already know it. Yeah. People already know that. Why would they come and say, "Yeah, this is such a great quote, yeah. man"? How did you come up with this? Yeah. Oh, it's not interesting at all. The only time people who post motivational things that it does very, very well are people who are very good at making videos and they're very cinematic. Mm-hmm. Aaron is great at that. That's why she loves it and does a really great job. It kind of ties in with her personality. It, it, it ties in with her brand, though. And That's brand, the thing. Yeah. It ties in with her brand and her whole page is surrounded around almost like being artistic in a way. Yeah. And it shows off her personality. Mm-hmm. But some people just don't. But you don't take time to really edit a video. You slap on text and then you take a horrible iPhone video and then you're yeah. like, why is it not blowing up? It's like, that's, you took no time to do it. Yeah. Like, you know, it took no time to bring value. So mm-hmm. why would anybody take time to support you? Yeah. So it's really the, important. The people who do motivational things are very successful with it. Look at their video and look at yours, honestly. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I'll be honest, I don't. I also don't like follow that type of stuff because I don't see it anymore, but yeah, I mean, also I just, I do not believe in motivation to be a real thing. I'm actually like completely against that. Um, but it's, I wanted to, Oh, what I was saying was I don't really know of many people that actually like 
just blow up, get tons of sponsorship deals and brand deals just by like sending motivational. I don't think that actually happens. No. Um, the only person I do know is that guy who's a BPN athlete, um, Joel, Joey Schultz or something. He like runs a bunch of Ironmans mm-hmm. and shit like that. But once again, his him, motivational Hattie. shit. Yeah, him, Hattie. But like it's very cinematic. Like they have drone shots. You know, there's someone following him on a truck while he's running. Yeah. It's very, very cinematic well in a way where it's like you it's may motivational. Not, yeah. Like it's like actually like you feel impact like you yeah, feel you impacted feel, from exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. When you watch these other like people with iPhones and they're doing that, you don't feel impacted yeah. from it. There's no like emotion put there's, into there's the, no like grit. Yeah, there's no, like, emotion put into the video. It's, yeah. like, like you can feel their emotions in it. That's why motivational videos, some of them do well. is because you can feel, like, you can see how they feel, how they're reacting, and it ties in with the quote. And, like, you can just, like, actually feel it, and you want to comment something because it's maybe the way you feel. Yeah. But if it's, like, not cinematic at all, don't expect any return. So, yeah. be yourself. Learn how to make content that you can speak directly to and have a great conversation with and it's something you enjoy stop trying to go with the trends like stop Mm -hmm. trying like be a like just do your own thing i think now you can easily get away from trends trending sounds and blow up Mm -hmm. like that's how you build a community i don't think you need trending sounds to blow up anymore i don't yeah, I think so. the only time on my page when I have like a trending sound, it's because my Instagram audio just like automatically syncs to it, but I never mm-hmm. like look on the. Yeah, because you just you you have to be the content. That's it. But I wanted to circle back something real quick because you were like talk to them like your best friend. So, and it's actually crazy you said that because that's what I think about now. So my perfect person I talk to. He's probably watching this podcast. His name is Mason. And I make my content surrounded around what he's going through in his life, what he's been through, how he acts on a day-by-day basis, and where I know he wants to be in the future. So I talk to him in that regard. Um, And when you find out the person who you actually want to talk to, it makes creating content a lot more fun and a lot like a lot of people are going to start resonating with it because not only are you going to speak on what you believe on and what can be possibly controversial, but more people are just going to relate to it because you'll be surprised how many people actually need to hear your message. Um, like, because I, dude, I didn't know how many people actually needed to hear, like, you know, like, there's another way out, kind of. Um, you just have to follow these specific habits and you can do it and like it's kind of crazy because over the past couple months dude like there are people telling me like they're not going to college now that's cool yeah and like they're like they started their side hustle they made money um you know they started mowing grass like whatever it may be it's it's pretty cool because you really get to see your audience almost like evolve with you um and this is something that Hams is really good at um Mm -hmm. like his cult dude is crazy they just had a meetup in i think dubai it was nuts um But, yeah, I mean, if you find the person who you really want to talk to, dude, it makes creating content just easy. Because you just want to know who you want to talk to and just you do that. You just have a casual conversation. Ever since I started posting those types of videos, now, like, I'm asking, I'm, like, DMing people and be like, yo, what do you think of my content? 
they're like, it feels like we're having a conversation with you and you're just like, it's not, it's not staged. You're not trying to be perfect. You're exactly. literally just expressing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them like really appreciate that, which is cool to see that, get that feedback of how they're liking my content. Cause that right there, that's like powerful in itself. They're like, yeah, like if you're actually talking to me, you're mm-hmm. actually like, you're saying it. So it's not staged. You're being realistic. It's fun. It's, you know, it's enjoyable to watch. I really like it. So to me, that is a huge win. Um, yeah. And I and think that's why I'm on the right track for my content. Yeah. And also me and Ian are kind of talking more on the fact of like value-based content. If you want to be like, you know, in the comedy era, that's fine. But and entertaining. Ian, yeah, entertaining. But Ian and I are really just but basing. Same, same thing still apply. Like yeah. it has to be relatable. You have to feel like you're having, you're cracking a joke with your best friend and you're like, having yeah. good, like what, what kind like of prank? What, what would make you and your best friend laugh? Yeah. There you go. That's it's same concept. Yeah. Whatever you're doing, the content has to be going to your best friend and they would actually watch it. That's it. Mm-hmm. But that's it for me. Yeah. Short short the, podcast today. Yeah, those are the lessons we have learned in 2022 and in 2023. You know. We'll probably do a podcast, uh, I think, the first week of January and we can talk more about, like, what our goals are and our vision board this year. Yeah, we can kind of, Yeah. We talk know. about like our mindset going through how to create plans and how to create goals and how to execute and stuff like that because yeah I think a lot of people also struggle with how to create goals that they believe they can achieve because people will either create way too big goals and they're then they get discouraged mm-hmm. and then too small goals where it's like you oh, have a mixture is, yeah where it's so, like so minuscule to the point where like oh well I know I'm gonna you complete know we, this so. you know what we could do. Is we could actually just talk about give people steps right now, like how to create their vision board, and then ask them to like tag us or something, or like, well, like we'll tell you exactly what's upon your vision board, and then because we won't be recording another podcast until after the new year. Yeah. So I don't know, let's do it. So, okay. vision board. Grab a vision board, and what this is going to entail is at least five to six goals. I did five or six. You can do more. Um, five or six goals that you want to accomplish next year they have to be big goals they have to be one related around finance they can be related around faith they can be related around um an object or um like where you want to see yourself in the next five years so if you start a business or um i mean and on top of that you can add locational in there as well yeah like maybe you want to visit somewhere or maybe you want to do something that you you've always dreamed of skydiving whatever but you've always made excuses so you're going to pick five things, five to upwards of eight if you want, five uh, five to eight things. Take a photo of it, and you're going to put it on a board. And ours was like a board, a little styrofoam board. We went to Walgreens. We printed out photos of – I printed out a Mustang photo, um, a 25K. It just said 25K on it, a Roth IRA. I printed out my favorite quote. You need to have a, your favorite quote in there to be reminded of that, like, that quote has to relate to you very, very well to the point of, like, it's your – you're reminded of it because it's your weakness. Like for me, it was my comfort zone. I was always very comfortable and I didn't like getting on my comfort zone. Yeah. So like for me, it was like getting all like, like my life begins at the beginning of my, like at the end of my comfort zone was a big thing to me. So that's why I printed that. And, and mine you, was believing yourself more than anyone else. Yeah. Go ahead. So um, you're going to put that on a board and you're going to look at it every single day. And once you accomplish that thing, you're going to, exit off or put a pin in it or whatever it is. And, uh, you got to have it for the whole year. And so for us, how I set it up was I knew I was going to get a car this year. Uh, so I realized like that was something realistic for me. I could get a car. 
Um, for me too, yeah. So I've always wanted a car. I've never had a new car. I've never whatever, but I knew um, I could get it. So that was like a realistic goal for me. Now, uh, same with coaching over 100 people, like coming through my program. I knew that was realistic as well. So I knew I was going to crush that. Uh, my faith, something controllable, I can fix that. Um, that was realistic. I think the one thing, the things that were un, not really unrealistic, but pretty like far fetched, like, man, I've never seen that before, was um, 50K in my bank account or 75, I can't remember, and then 25K a month in the business uh, revenue. So those goals were, yeah, I mean, they were like, you know, I didn't get near them, I didn't break them, but I knew it was something that. I've never seen before myself and I've never uh, like ever seen. So I had to do something that's very uncomfortable and even putting on the board, I was like, man, this is kind of crazy if I do this. Yeah. Uh, so I, I remember doing that sticking on the board. I'm like, dude, I couldn't imagine seeing a hundred thousand dollars in my fucking bank account. Yeah. It'd be crazy. Right. Yeah. So, um, like you should have one to maybe three very like, not very unrealistic, but like goals that make you scared. Like you don't even think it's possible, but you're going to work towards it anyways. Um, and that's it. Super simple. Yeah. Do you have anything to add to that? Yeah. Just don't put any goals on there that you have achieved before in the past and you want to achieve again. Yeah. If you've already achieved those goals in the past, that's fine, but do something even better. So let's say start a business and you've hit 5k in the past and like, you know, you just consistently hit like 3K months. So then you put 5K on there. It's like, no, you should put like 10K on there because you've hit 5K. You may as well go for the next step. Mm -hmm. And usually the increment goes from 5 to 10K. Mm -hmm. Usually goes first 1,000, 5K, 10K. It's usually how it goes. And then 10K to like 25K. That's what we were trying to go for. <laughs> yeah. Didn't but, happen. Yeah, it did not But happen. it's okay. Yeah. I, I think we learned a lot. I think going into the I next think year. We, I think we learned a lot now this next year. I think, I think it's gonna be very not easy for us, but simple. I think it's gonna we're gonna have a different mindset. Yeah. And we're gonna be like, okay, like it's all or nothing. And I think it's gonna be really fun. So I think we're definitely more level headed with it. So mm -hmm. create your vision boards, have it done before the end of the year. Uh, if you guys want to tag us, DM us what they are, feel free. Uh, we can make this as like a reel if you want or something. Yeah. Um, and kind of post it. And we can then update our vision boards if you want. Yeah. January. Yeah, everyone make sure to post their vision boards. Um just say vision board twenty twenty three, hashtag vision board twenty twenty three and then tag this podcast and uh yeah, we'll give y'all shout outs. Or if you want to tag me and Ian's personal, that's yeah. fine too. Um but yeah, that's gonna conclude this podcast. Um yeah, talk to y'all. Well, Appreciate y'all. Thank you so much for the likes, the follows, the support. I hope you guys pull a lot of value from this, and we are excited to see what your guys' vision boards are. That being said, we'll catch you in the next one. Flippity flip. Yep. See ya.